Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we're joined by a friend of the show, film critic, fellow podcaster, and romance lover Manish Mather to discuss the pairing of real life Bollywood power couples in the movies, along with an example of such casting Mani Ratnam's 2007 Guru, starring Abhishek Bachchan and Aishwarya Rai. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Manish, welcome back to the show. We are so excited to have you. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be back. It's the Prince of Hearts. He's back. Yes, this is our (laughs) official Valentine's Day episode. We always like to do an episode around romance for Valentine's Day because, I mean, Bollywood loves to celebrate romance this is a podcast that has lovers in the title we can't Although, ignore valentine's day valentine's day doesn't come up that often in movies no is valentine do we it know that valentine's big, day is a thing in india yeah, maybe it's not that big of a deal i mean like i i've seen like songs that take place at like a valentine's day dance like in mm-hmm. that comes to mind um but I've also heard of like a friendship day in India, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's like a thing. I mean, I, I guess it is because it's like such a, it feels like a very global, you know, mm-hmm. consumerist holiday. So I yes. imagine it is. I mean, is it like a huge in Canada or is it just America? <laughs> not, not lately. There's been some circumstances, but uh, yeah. Um, well, we're actually, I mean, we're, we're going out for a dinner. We're going out on the 13th though, not on Valentine's We haven't day, so, honestly but. gone out for valentine's day in literal like half a decade we usually stay home and watch a michael mann film yeah that's so, the most romantic so thing romantic. i mean, possibly do that's very romantic yeah <laughs> you know what uh miami vice is an incredibly sexy movie is oh that, i agree yeah is that it, bit in uh um the bong where he's got the heart-shaped sunglasses on is that like a valentine's day thing i don't think so i think i don't I think, think that's so, just a salman Khan thing and, hmm. We can make it one. Yeah. <laughs> He's honorarily <laughs> inducted into the Valentine's Day Corps. <laughs> Point is, it's Valentine's Day. And I, or coming, when this episode comes out, Valentine's Day will be on the horizon. Uh, so and you better go buy your significant other something right now. <laughs> and I've been wanting for a while to do an episode where we talk about some of the famous married couples in Bollywood who star in films together. And who better to come in and discuss this topic than, than you, Manish? I, I kind of knew we needed you for this. <laughs> He's a romance expert. <laughs> and I, I really wanted to discuss Abhishek Bachchan and Ashwarya Rai. I think they're probably one of the most iconic Bollywood power couples. But unfortunately, we've either discussed some of the films they've been in together already their their pairing or their their performances in them aren't overly romantic like in Doom 2 they're not really a couple or uh we were having trouble finding uh some of the films so we're going to discuss Guru which I think is one of their most iconic films from what I've read uh, and also came out around the exact same time that they announced their engagement. So I think is kind of, you know, very exciting, very exciting. But before, before we get to that, uh, this morning, we heard that Lata Mangeshkar had passed away. She is an iconic voice in Bollywood. She was 92. Uh, her, her singing appears in over 1500 films. Oh, I, look, I looked it up on IMDb. And those include iconic movies like Shole, Kabi Kushi Kabi Gam, Mother India, and Mogaliasm. 
that's crazy. Just <laughs> how many uh, epoch-defining films that she was part of, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really sad. Um, I mean, she left behind an incredible legacy, and I, I don't think that her memory will be forgotten. Um, but one thing that I was really thinking about is uh, just how many actresses she sang for. I mean, it's really mm-hmm. an incredible... I mean, even in my generation alone, you know, like she was with Madhuri Dixit, Kajol, Jui Chavla, Ashwari Rai, Kashmir Kapoor, Ravina Dundit, like the list goes on and on. Um, and it's... I mean, she must have been... If that was like 30 years ago, she must have been in her 50s and 60s during that time which is like crazy to think about because she was thinking for actresses who were probably you know 40 years her junior if not more yeah. so um and i was also thinking a lot about uh we don't really give credit to playback singers uh, in terms of their like acting performances and their songs mm-hmm. and i really felt that with Lata Mangeshkar. um I was thinking about her song in um, Doto Pagalhe, which is her singing for Madhi Dixit and Krishna Kapoor playing very different characters in one song. And they sound like different characters, uh, not just because the lyrics are different, um, but she just provides a different kind of cadence to her singing. And she did that so many times because she was often a lone singer in in a movie um, for thinking for multiple female characters. Um, so it was just really incredible. And um, I just, it, you know, I was kind of sharing in my family, you know, WhatsApp chat about like our favorite songs. And it was hard for me to even, even pick like one or two to send because I'm like, there's a thousand, you know? And yeah. I was like, well, all the ones I thought first were like from the nineties, but you know, she had, a, you know, of course she had a storied career, you know, like well before the 90s you know and I was like she like when I was born she could have retired and like had already had a great career and then she went on for another 30 years so it's I mean it's truly um it's truly like just unbelievable to think about um and uh, it's really sad I mean you guys know I'm a huge Yash Chopra fan um and she was the voice of that studio mm-hmm. um you know not only was she in the um the vanity plate for the studio, but you know she was in almost every Yestropa movie up until Jabta K. John. Singing for Christina Kiff might not have been, you know, a very smart decision yeah. um, artistically, but you know she was a part of it. And so many songs that we grew up with, um, and so many songs that are just classic. She, you know, she was there. So truly a very heartbreaking loss. But um, you know we can all take comfort that her music is still here with us and. You know, she's never, she won't ever truly be gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she, she had about as good as a run as you could possibly imagine, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She leaves behind an incredible catalog. Uh, playback singers, and I think in general, um, the music composers are one of the things that uh, we've really neglected on this podcast. It's a bit tougher for us because we can't speak Hindi. I, right? Yeah, so, I yeah. think it's been one of the harder nuts to crack as non-Hindi speaking Bollywood fans because they're not yeah. on screen. And so even when I think of the songs, I think of the actors lip syncing them. Yeah, yeah. And I know that even like when you look stuff up on YouTube, they'll have like compilations of the actors, even though I'm like, well, they're not actually singing. <laughs> and so I still like, there's still that kind of cognitive disconnect. disconnect. Yeah. But, her, yeah. but her voice, like, you can always is tell iconic. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can pinpoint usually her voice. Either um, her. Because or, I've heard it over yeah. so many decades of film. Either her or Asha as well, like mm-hmm. similar, similar. Uh, tones mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so 
Yeah, a, a true legend. She will be missed. But as you say, Manish, her 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 work will live on. We'll continue to hear it at weddings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, to, for the rest of time. <laughs> All right. So so getting back to 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 the romance of things. So I find it very interesting. Uh, how many examples we have of Bollywood power couples, of actors falling in love, getting married, and just continuing to work together in so many iconic films. Because in Hollywood, I actually think it's a curse for married couples to work together. And I've thought this for years. And every time, like, like the by the sea trailer comes out, I was just like, "Oh no, this is this is not good." Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie right. are not are not going to survive this film, and then they divorce. Yeah. And I can think of so many examples of this. You know, I mean, there's the Richard Burton Knowles, the Taylor of it all, which is kind of, I mean, that's that's a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Emma Thompson and Kenneth Branagh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Like, how were they supposed to come back from Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah. A movie seemingly designed to break them up as a couple. Yeah, Darren Aronofsky and Rachel Weisz. I understand Darren Aronofsky's directing it, but still, like, The Fountain. Uh, Kate Winslet and Sam Mendes. I remember mm-hmm. seeing Revolutionary Road. It was like, how are this couple, yeah. how are this couple going to um, survive? Yeah, well, that's that's a crazy movie. Um, yeah. And uh, Tim Burton, Hell about Carter. That was mm-hmm. another one yeah. where I was like, when they broke up, it was like, but who's going to be in his movies now? Yeah. <laughs> Eva Green. Eva Green, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess she was a replacement. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I agree with you. I, I think that it's, um, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I think, you know, working together, working with someone that you're involved with is, uh, I don't know. I feel like it, it can be a recipe for disaster, especially yeah. in something as like high stress and, you know, frustrating and, and um, chaotic, like filmmaking. I mean, there's so many things that could trigger any number of, you know, insecurities within a relationship. That's mm-hmm. why we've stuck to the relatively low stress uh, <laughs> yeah. job of podcasting. Well, yeah, I think podcasting is the one place where couples are safe. <laughs> yeah. Well, so far. I think a so lot far. of those films, the the romantic relationships in them are also like extremely fraught. And so mm-hmm. it's just yeah. like, you know, I they are actors doing their job. I don't want to read like too much into life imitating art, but mm. it's, I don't know, especially with something like By the Sea or Eyes Wide Shut, it's kind of hard not to. It's hard, yeah. Yeah. I did I did think of some some notable exceptions and which maybe which maybe proves that I'm wrong that there isn't a curse. Yeah, of, how many of them did uh, a number of movies together? Well, Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. Okay. The most I think the best Hollywood couple that there ever was. Yeah. Uh, made yeah. a number of films together. And they were together in, until Paul Newman's death. Like, they're the most iconic Hollywood couple. Okay, I don't want to throw a bunch of water on this, though. But, like, we're talking about a fame imbalance, though. Because Paul Newman is drastically more famous than Joanne Woodward. Have you not seen that amazing photo of Joanne Woodward? Yeah, I've seen With her photo. Oscar and Paul Newman with his, like, schmosker. But, like, he's, <laughs> he's significantly more famous. I think he's more famous now. But yeah, maybe she at the was, time they would have been was, equal, but yeah. he went on to become a way bigger star. There wouldn't have been as much ego. Yeah. Well, I think there's also like the star is born issue, which is like once if the woman becomes more popular, then that might mm. also yeah. yeah. You know, not to project anything onto these men that I don't know, but like I can imagine it kind of being 
you know, if you're Brad Pitt and then you marry Angelina Jolie and she's, you know, he might be, she's more famous just because like as a woman, she has more opportunities to like, you know, do endorsements and all that and just have mm-hmm. her photograph, you know, she's just more famous as like an actress and, and model and sportswoman, I guess. But so it's just like, there's that, imba- I, I agree the imbalance can be helpful, but can also be, you know, I mean, there's no like um, tried and true method of how to stay safe as a couple in Hollywood or Bollywood, but mm-hmm. I think there's so many things that can exacerbate issues that are already there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other uh, Hollywood examples I have of people who haven't succumbed to the curse or have potentially yeah avoided the curse uh, are obviously john cassavetes and gina rollins yeah yeah um which uh again they made incredibly fraught films so and they made a lot of movies and together they too, made so, a lot yeah. of films together uh warren Beatty and annette benning uh ben falcone and melissa mccarthy talk about making a lot of movies they together. make a lot of yeah. movies together they're doing great i i hope so john <laughs> john krasinski and emily blunt i'm not wishing divorce on any of these couples and but by uh, saying it out loud you might be uh incurring it let's see yeah and who i assume might be your favorite uh non-bollywood power couple manish uh, javier bardem and penelope cruz I do love them. Yeah. Um, and I think they're also, well, it, I mean. This is why I wanted this section, because I yeah. wanted to ask Manish <laughs> just to say a few words about Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz. I mean, I think that they're, like, they seem to be working well together. Um, and uh, it is crazy to me that, like, this award season, he seems more likely to get an Oscar nomination for being mm-hmm. the Ricardos than she is for Parallel Mother. For being the ricardo's really yeah oh i mean which man has not not, seen. not for dune he's so good i mean dune. for dune he should have yeah but then not he's only that for five minutes and they're electric electric yeah um but yeah they they seem to be making it work i mean i guess like we don't know what it's like off screen but um they seem to be very uh happy together um and also maybe like they're because they're both working so internationally that yeah. there is yeah. like and they don't really work together. I, don't, I haven't seen them in a movie to get in together in, a, in a quite a while. So, um, yeah, That's I, I the think secret. don't work with your partner. I mean, honestly, I think yeah. that might be the secret. Uh, I saw one recently, uh, 2018, Everybody Knows, which, again, like, kind of, it's Asghar Farhadi, uh, kind of a fraught film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about, uh, a, like, a, a girl who goes missing. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, like, so... Yeah. Again, I don't wish, I don't wish that any of these couples break up. I just thought, I think it's interesting how, I don't know, in Hollywood, again, it feels like a curse. The kiss of uh, death. But in Bollywood, it feels so celebrated. And I think it's also a lot more common. And I think that might partly be because of kind of how much more insular the star system is. Yeah. But also because we have these iconic filmy families. And so moving to the Bollywood power couples, I I put together a list for us to kind of ponder and discuss. Uh, The first one, obviously, Nargis and Sunil Dutt, Mm -hmm. uh, who were not actually in that many films together. (laughs) um, But famously are in Mother India together, where he plays her son. Yeah, it's a little weird. But if if (laughs) if the like the meat cute of your relationship involves fire and also is yeah, so like, well known that it could be referenced in other movies and people know what you're talking about then that's pretty good mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we then have Darmendra and Hema Malini, who were in many, many films together, both before they were married and after they were married, uh, including Sholay and Dreamgirl, which were both before they were married. I think probably the most iconic one outside of Abhishek Bachchan and Ashraya Rai, his father, Amitabh Bachchan, and Jaya Bachchan named Badari, who, you know, many films together uh, and continue to be in films together as a couple. So Shole, Millie, Silsila. I mean, talk about, you know, I talk about some of these Hollywood films being fraught relationship (laughs) dramas. Silsila, like if I, if I applied the Hollywood curse to Bollywood, seeing, seeing Silsila, I would have said like, this couple's never going to make it. (laughs) Seemingly based on their own relationship with Uh, Rekhavik. Yeah. (laughs) It's and then wild. they're using their kind of star power as a couple in things like Kabi Kushi Kabi Gum. And I had to bring this up, Ki and Ka, <laughs> where they play themselves. You had to bring up Ki and Ka, huh? Yeah, everyone remembers Ki and Ka. It's, a, it's an iconic classic. film. Yeah. It's classic. Yeah. Any notes on uh, uh, the Bachan family? Like, obviously, Bachan almost had to marry someone as mm-hmm. you know iconic as his mother is just mm-hmm. to like you know like if he married like you know either like a, a a like either lesser known actress or a non-acting person like you know i'm sure he would might have been happy with her but it just felt like he needed to continue the legacy of being a part of like you know a power couple well so, he's like a royal basically yeah right? exactly like, like they have to, to marry equivalent royals yeah yeah <laughs> Well, I was shocked. And it even comes up in Guru, too, because his their whole business is based on her dowry. And I was thinking, like, you know, I've seen a lot worse ways that uh, marriages started. And she got over it pretty quick. But yeah. also, she's essentially a princess. And, you know, they were they were married for a business dynasty as opposed to, like, a royal mm-hmm. dynasty. But it, right, it basically right. works. And she figures that out right away. Like, yeah, I got a pretty good thing going here. Mm-hmm. Might as well quit being mad after this song. Mm-hmm. I was pretty shocked to discover that Abhishek Bakchan at one point had announced his engagement to Charisma Kapoor. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is just like that alternate Alternate reality in my head is very, is very interesting. (laughs) You would have to talk to someone more well-versed in Bollywood gossip than I am to talk about that because I've heard (laughs) it's quite a story, but I don't know the details, but like, I'm sure many of our mutual friends can tell Mm -hmm. you all the, all the dish. Yeah, Kirishma we would probably are... be in a lot more movies then because she's not in too many these days. Not these days. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, like, I do not want to get into the gossip um, because, like, as much as this episode is about kind of, you know, discussing the personal lives of stars, it's very much coming from a positive place of, yeah. you know, we love to see people in love and not yeah. gossiping about about other things. But we will look into the gossip. Yes. <laughs> uh, Rishi Kapoor and Neetu Singh. Uh, Amar Akbar Anthony. Uh, I love their pairing in Love Ajakal, which, you know, is very much her kind of coming out of retirement to do a cameo as his spouse, but it's just kind of, it's very sweet nod to both their real romance and yeah. their and their legacy of films together. And then I'll, I have to mention Basharam, which <laughs> thankfully I've never seen, but stars the two of them and their son, Rambir Kapoor, uh, which... Uh, I've never heard anything good about that film. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so getting to kind of some of the more contemporary examples, Ajay Devgan and Casual, who've done a number of films together. Uh, The two examples I have here are You, Me, or Hum, which he directed, uh, and most recently, Tanhaji. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Which apparently was like the highest box office gross. I was looking at a thing saying that uh, South Indian movies are taking over the nationwide box office and Tanhaji was like one of the few Hindi ones they could point to as a genuine success, which is interesting because it's kind of a bonkers movie, but not quite in the, this will make a ton of money way. Yeah. Like it kind of felt a little bit tossed off to me, but. Hmm. I kind of like Tanhaji, but yeah. it has nothing to do with either of them. It's all psychedelic. Yes. You're there for a psychedelic punch. Who's the next one up? Um, that's a couple that like again like I'm I just don't get and I've like watched their appearance on Coffee with Coran and they're clearly very much in love but it's a pairing that like never makes sense to me. Well they were in a few movies together before they got Mm -hmm. married so they have I mean their on-screen chemistry is a little strange just because I mean the thing with Gajol is that like obviously her pairing with Shah Rukh Khan is like you know Mm -hmm. defining of the entire industry so it's it is always a little strange to see her with other actors, it's, but, or, I mean, even her work with, like, Salman Khan or Amir Khan, like, it's still, like, for some reason, I don't see her well with Ajudev on screen, but mm-hmm. as you say, I think they have good chemistry off screen. I mean, they've been together yeah. forever, so. Yeah, again, like, clearly, that's a loving marriage. It just, like, I don't know, like, the two of them don't, like, yeah, on screen, it doesn't, I don't see that chemistry. There's no fizzle. Yeah. Which well, is, maybe yeah. it does fizzle. There's no sizzle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, again, like, it's not one that makes sense to me. And maybe we need to watch more of those, those earlier films with the two of them, and maybe we'll see it. They did a really good movie that's a remake of French Kiss. Hmm. Yeah, at the Honeypot from the 90s. I love that. I think that's a really great movie. One of my yeah. favorite Gajol movies. Um, and I think they're pretty good in that, actually. So... <laughs> I would recommend that if you can find it. I have to look that one up. Uh, one of my favorite power couples we've, is... We've seen all, like a lot of their movies. Yes, is uh, Saif Ali Khan and Karina Kapoor. Of course. Yeah. Of course, because I'm a huge fan of Saif of Ali both. Khan. Yeah. Uh, and I also, I absolutely adore Karina Kapoor. She yeah. is, she's the best. Um, so Amkara, which they weren't married when, when they made Amkara. Uh, but again, like talk about like an interesting film yeah. to look back on being in with your spouse yeah. one of the like most duplicitous characters in history and the girl that's getting set up to for the fall like yeah not no, exactly but, the uh yeah <laughs> exactly not, not the, exactly being saved from a fire yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> yeah. kerban yeah and agent vinod there no agent vinod <laughs> romantic film yeah and that's that's one that, that kind of um i can't remember if it came out the same year they were married or right after they were married but that one that's one where they were already a couple yeah that's a good movie <laughs> and uh yeah i just like i don't know that that pairing to me that would make sense uh well they're both kind of like he's literally royalty yeah. but she has like a regal bearing Mm-hmm. so it, it makes sense like as sort of like i don't know looking at the gods of olympus or something like yeah it makes sense that hera and uh well maybe not hera and zeus not so good but uh aphrodite and uh, hephaestus that kind of thing and there's such a like yin and yang he is so intellectual yeah <laughs> you know when you see him in interviews he's like i don't watch movies i spend all my time reading <laughs> and she is so like the epitome of pop culture <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i just like the two of them it's I also interesting because super she's, she's one of the few actresses um who continues to work regularly after getting mm. married i mean mm-hmm. i think i think katrina kiss will be someone that also works a lot after you know but you see the the dip in um 
you know, being prolific in yeah. a yeah. lot of these. Pa- I mean, Ashwini Rai, Kajol, especially Madhuri Dixit, of course. I mean, she's not a power couple. I mean, you know, you're saying this actually, dentist guy's not a power couple? I mean, not a Bollywood power couple. <laughs> a power couple but... in Texan dentistry. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm really looking forward to this new show on Netflix she's going to be in. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. uh, Shri Rao did it, right? Yeah, I yeah. think that's going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. Yeah. Uh, Karina Kapoor has also been very um, present with, uh, like, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Visible. Uh, during her pregnancies yeah yeah you know which really feels like she's bucking a trend and you know say doesn't matter that she's married and a mother she's going to keep yeah keep I think, doing what she's doing she's going to keep we, working yeah I hope we see them in a movie together because I think they have yeah. kind of fun I mean I really like Corban. I think that's a really great movie mm-hmm. um so I, I hope they do more movies together yeah, Egypt I'd love to. I'd love to. I, okay, look, I would love Egypt of Note too, <laughs> but I would love to see another film with the two of them. They could they could wrap Age of a Note into the Tiger universe, and then have like more spies versus spies. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Um, the big one these days, I feel, is Ranveer Singh and Deepika Padukone, who have the yeah. incredible trilogy of Ramlila, Bajramastani, and Padmavat, all of which made like before they ever officially confirmed their relationship, and yet. We all knew. All yeah. of which, we can also, tell. if you want to talk about the roles reflecting reality, I mean, that doesn't go so great for any of them in those movies. But when you talk about, like, I know they you don't... You get the sizzle, though. It's like the, the romantic chemistry is there, but, like, yeah. the characters typically don't end up well, well together. And what's amazing is, and then obviously they've recently made 83. Which we still haven't seen. Which we still haven't seen. Maybe it would also be extremely <laughs> romantic. I don't know. Um, but the, <laughs> that's, not. that's the first film they made kind of post-marriage. Yeah. I, I hope they, they keep starring in films together. But what's amazing to me is that they don't share, yeah, they don't share any scenes together in Padmavat. But they've already done- He Ram, gets to the door. They've he's already all, he's, done Ramlila and Bajra Mastani. That like even though they don't share scenes together, you still feel the chemistry. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. kind of the reason to go see Pat and There's there's definitely chemistry there. Um, it's sort of like like a like a phantom chemistry. Yeah, you know, it's like the chemistry yeah. that because there's like that pursuit. But, I mean, the whole movie is about the pursuit of her, right? Um, and what I also love about the three of them is that like those three movies, they're not their chemistry is also different. You know, mm-hmm. Ron Lila, it's like this very like hot fiery zingers you know very like one-upmanship kind of chemistry Bajra Mastani is very tragic it's very um I don't say chilly in a bad way but just very like stately very regal Mm -hmm. like I don't feel that like spitfire or like rapid fire chemistry that they had in Ramlila and then of course it's like you know very much about like the chemistry that isn't there is also creating chemistry so it's interesting to think about like I think the same is true with Abhishek Mishwadiya which is like their movies together aren't all just the same repeat pairings over and over again. It's like very mm-hmm. like um, different variations of those, mm-hmm. and possibly to the detriment of uh, Shahid Kapoor in uh, Padmavat as well. Just like, <laughs> yeah, we're so invested in Ramir Singh and Topeka Padukone, but when yeah. we get to Padmavat, it's just yeah. like, even though like you really he's, he's good in it, but it's, you really don't want yeah. him together. But you're still just like, oh, but like they're the one true pairing, yeah, right, <laughs> just because of who they are. Yeah. 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 I mean, Sanjay Lila Gonzalez, uh, bringing together those two, I, I, 
when we were watching um, Hasim Dilruba, and I informed Matt that um, I can't remember the actor's name now. Um, Vivian Massey? No, the, oh, the one the, she has the, the affair who, with. Yeah, yeah, the guy who did not get uh, He Ram was Lila. supposed to be in Ramlila. Yeah. And like, uh, again, like oh, alternate right. reality. The hot like, cousin, yeah. If that wow. film hadn't happened, would we? I don't want to live in here? that world. Although, if they don't have COVID in that world, maybe, but I don't want to <laughs> live in that world. Um, my last example is, is one where they haven't been in a film together, but there are some rumors, it's Katrina Kaif and Vicky Koshal, obviously, um, which again, haven't been in a film together, but if anyone watched that season of Coffee with Koran, when Katrina Kaif said she thinks, thinks that they would look good together, and then Karen Johar relayed that to Vicky Koshal and the look on his face, like, to go from that to where we are now, just so special i'll be interested to see if they do a film together i think yeah. we all want that to happen we do yeah yeah they're and gonna have like some sort of like genetically perfect super being baby it's gonna be like harrison bergeron there are rumors yeah. that he will appear in g lay zara the new road trip movie that katrina camp is doing with priyanka chopra hmm. and elia Bot. i hope that if he does the movie comes out further far enough away from their wedding that it doesn't like overpower yeah. you know mm-hmm. the thing but i'm excited to see them together i think they have interesting energies as, as actors um but yeah, we'll see. I have I have two others. That okay, that's what up. I was going to ask. If I missed yeah. anyone's... Well, one's kind of a joke one. But the first one is um, Ranbir Kapoor and Ali Abad. I mean... Oh, yeah. They haven't been in a movie together. I kind of hope they don't, just because I feel like she's surpassed him in terms of not only fame, but also talent. But yes. they're going to be in that that superhero movie together. Oh, right yeah. But like, that's that's happening. Yeah. That's I mean that's I mean we'll see what that's like, but I just like knowing the kind of movies that he does, I can't imagine like her being in like a supporting role to that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like she's always the lead of her movies, I feel like, or at least like the centerpiece of it. Like so I don't I just I can't imagine them together. I don't really I like Rambia Kapoor enough as an actor, but also like I feel like he's been giving the same performance for like a decade and a half. It's not even his. He borrowed it from uh, Robert Downey Jr. I feel like, no, I feel like he has two performances. He either has, like, the the sad boy. He either has the sad boy or he's doing, like, the physical comedy that he's doing in Barfi and Jagga Jesus. That's the Rambir Kapoor I like. I feel like a lot of other people... We like the Charlie Chaplin version. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I like like the Jagga Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There should have been six more of those movies. But I feel like a lot of people praise the like sad boy Rambir Kapoor. And I'm like, no, I want comedic no, no, no. Rambir yeah, yeah. Kapoor. I know. We do not want Eddie Vedder uh, Rambir Kapoor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, I consider you two to be. Uh, oh my God, no! <laughs> oh my. I had to say it. I mean, that's you so guys sweet. Been, I mean, you guys have been doing this podcast together for like I don't know a million years. So. Do you feel like uh, our listeners have a very weird like insight of what our <laughs> into our relationship? Because we don't really, we really, I think we kind of are really what you hear. Yeah, I mean, I don't put any. Uh, um, airs like we're definitely like a positive version of our relationship on air oh god look at what you've started Manisha. Oh, no. like a positive version of our relationship this for on weeks. your on yeah. air you don't hear like the things we fight over yeah. but, but also like i feel like i've listened to you guys like move like a thousand houses and go through all this stuff so it's like you know we're, we're all here in the journey with you Aww. Well, thank you. Um, but I mean, I so I definitely would list you as a top favorite. Oh, thank you, <laughs> There's obviously also like, now you're getting the real shit. Like some <laughs> other, 
some other pairing pairings like Randy Mukherjee and Aditya Chopra. Obviously, Shah Rukh Khan and Gauri Khan have produced and made a ton yeah. of films together. Yeah. Um, and revolutionized interior design. So there obviously are some others, but we really want to talk about the ones that like we actually see on screen together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess I guess now we'll move to Interval and then we can come back and talk about Abhishek Bakchan and Ashraya Rai unless people have anything else they want to say about real life romance in Bollywood I mean um, it's yeah. nice that it's part of the industry right like it's sort of like a a subset like a, another level of reality that you can enjoy well and I think because again because Bollywood is like you have all these filmy families and the way that people worship they worship the icon they worship the star and then you know we have obviously this this nepotism issue um but it's just there i don't know it's interesting how watching these couples these couple on screen even though you know you know that these are performances it's another way that they're kind of oddly inviting you into their life yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because a lot of the couples that we talked about like they do really good work together yeah. and um, the chemistry, like I tend to believe that sometimes real life couples can't have good chemistry on screen together just because like, there's no like tension there because they're already together. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not always true. And I think definitely in Bollywood movies, like we see a lot of these power couples that do like, you know, Renvir and Deepika, Ashwari Nabhishek, you know, Himalini, Damendra, like they all, we're just like electric together. And I agree with you is that like, you know, the star, like the star is such an important part of the Bollywood culture. Mm-hmm. So I definitely agree. And um, I think it's, I hope it's a tradition that continues that we see more real life couples, you know, like Katrina and Vicky Koshal. And I mean, I'm not that excited about it, but Ranbir Kapoor and Ali Abad, you know, see what they can do together. Um, but yeah, I think it's um, it's uh, yeah, I th- I think it's a really fascinating thing to to think about and to look at, um, mm-hmm. kind of tracing their chemistry throughout all these performances. And it also, also comes from the fact that there's more romantic comedies produced by Bollywood yeah. than Hollywood, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you get so many more opportunities to see people fall in love with each other, and like that be the point of the movie. Whereas, like you would obviously know because of your podcast, we don't really get as many in the Western world as we used to in the you know, even 30s and 40s obviously had a ton, but even in the early 2000s, we had a lot more and we don't really get them that much these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, romance is so central to Bollywood, regardless of what genre the film is in. Mm-hmm. Right. That, you know, just kind of like that. Yeah, there, there's just, I don't know. I think there's like, there's a power, there's a gravitas uh, when some of these iconic couples appear on screen together, you know? And that's yeah. what I'm saying about like, like Kabi Hushi Kabi Gam, mm-hmm. you know, like they could have cast a it's different. A me- they a could meta- have cast a different actors other than. There's Maya a meta Bachan. narrative, though. But yeah, that meta narrative, narrative yeah. that, and Karen Johar knows that he's working with that meta narrative. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why he casts, you know, Gajol and Shahrukh Khan again in that movie, mm-hmm. and like why he casts Hrithik and Karina. Like he he's cashing in on sort of the audience relationships that Mm -hmm. the the relationship the audience already has with these actors and their star personas and that's Mm -hmm. what i mean that's what makes the movie so special and timeless in my opinion yeah and i also to myself now that's uh do you think that people like shipped heads of state in like the 19th and 18th century like oh i hope that this princess ends up with this guy i really like her meanwhile they're like digging a ditch somewhere 
who knows? I mean, <laughs> I feel like people have been shipping since time in memoriam. I yeah. really hope that Gilgamesh <laughs> finds a nice girl. He's such a good master to us. But I think there's also a way where it makes the fantasy of the movies feel real. Yeah. When yeah. when some of these actors, like, you know, like when you see Ramveer Singh and Topeka Padukone in Ram Leela, and you're just like blown away by that chemistry, and then they find love in real life, it makes the fantasy seem real. That that life imitating art thing, like that's that's incredible to, to see it manifest. <laughs> and that's also why I don't like to follow the gossip of like, I like to, I, I like the fantasy being real, but I also yeah. like the fantasy being a fantasy. Like, I don't need yes. to know like, <laughs> you know, what he's doing or what they're doing or, I'm not, you know, just in general, like I need to star couples. That's why like, I can't tell you too much about like what Astrodia and Abhishek's, you know, real life is like, but what I can tell you is that, like, what I imagine their life to be, mm-hmm. and that to me is more powerful and more interesting than hearing about, like, you know, whatever, you know, is being shown in the tabloids or whatever. Not that I think they're, like, major tabloid fodder anymore. No. I'm sure I mean, we know they that. had COVID. That's about it, though, recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm only ever interested in, or I try and only be interested in what they themselves put out and so you know like when they you know when some of them do a coffee with Karan interview together like I'm excited about that Uh, or when Abhishek Bachchan and Ashwarya Rai were on Oprah together you know like I think that's really exciting to get that insight into their lives because they're such these larger than life figures um, but I am, and again, even though like I worry about this Hollywood curse, uh, I I don't I, I think people know that about me. Like I don't want to perpetuate the gossip and the negativity, especially about people's personal lives. Real people, yeah. Real people's yeah. personal lives, because yeah. that's that's hard, and no one deserves to have their marriage speculated about in uh, a negative light. Uh, I, agree. I think, yeah. um, but celebrating the positivity, which is which was what this episode is about is it's just like love loves generates more love we see love on screen generating love in real life and that is powerful and that is exciting as we've Mm -hmm. been discussing Mm -hmm. all right we will go to interval manish you've picked our interval song and um you can say the title better than we can so we're gonna (laughs) ask you to to tell us what we're listening to yeah, the interval song is Tere Bina from Guru, which I, I think is the most popular and well-known song from the film. And I think one of many examples of their chemistry just coming alive through their, through their music video. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a beautiful song and I love the video. I recommend people check it out um, when they can. <laughs> have a superpower? No, we're not talking about flying or reading minds, although those would be pretty cool to have. You have the incredible ability to help young people see their own superpowers. Boys and Girls Clubs and Big Brothers Big Sisters of Edmonton Area, also called BCG Bigs, needs you now. Consider sharing your time with a young person. Over the past year, BCG Bigs heard from young people that having a mentor means they are less likely to have anxiety, 
feel isolated, or struggle with their mental health. But there are over 600 young people waiting for a mentor in their lives today. Explore how you can get involved and watch our community change, one life at a time. There is currently a need for mentors in the Big Brothers, Big Sisters, or Big Siblings program, in school, for our Youth in Care program, and for the new PRISM program, supporting 2S LGBTQ plus young people. There is also a need for virtual tutors who can support young people as they transition back to school and are dealing with the learning loss over the past two years. Join BCG Bigs for a virtual coffee or apply now at bcgbigs.ca or Google BCG Bigs Edmonton. Your priority, their future. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Bonkink. I'm Andrew Paul. And we're the hosts of the Well Endowed Podcast. The Well Endowed Podcast is produced by Edmonton Community Foundation, or ECF as we call it. ECF provides grants to charities through the endowment funds we create and manage with our donors. Hence the title of our show, The Well Endowed Podcast. Every month, we bring you a collection of stories and interviews with fascinating guests who are working to make Edmonton a strong, vibrant city to live in. Through these stories, we look at the space where endowments intersect with your communities. So if you're interested in the people and issues impacting your community, check out the wellendowedpodcast.com. So that was Terry Binion from Guru. And uh, before we get to talking about the film, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Jody that uh, we are looking at today. Mm-hmm. So Abhishek Bachchan and Ashraya Rai have been in seven films. I didn't count cameos they've made in other films of theirs because yeah. <laughs> obviously you know Ashraya Rai has that that famous cameo in Bunty or Bubbly uh also in one of the houseful films she has a cameo as like a wax statue which she, you know, I'm sure I found hilarious yes they both have cameos in Om Shanti Om yeah. so I didn't want to count those sorts of things just actual performances and I believe there's seven. actually I don't think they are in Om Shanti Om He's in it. I don't know. I don't it, think she's in it. Okay. Is she, she not, does, does she not have she, a cameo in Does it? she show up in the big song where everyone's I don't partying? think so. No? I, actually, no, she doesn't because I remember seeing that movie being like, okay, where's the shorty at? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Everyone else is there. So Everyone else is there, yeah. yeah. Huh. I might have just assumed because yeah, I mean, everyone's for, in that movie. He's there yeah, for yeah. Jim Flora, as we all know. Yeah, he's, he definitely one, has One of the best cameo. jokes. <laughs> yeah. He definitely has cameo. But I didn't, yeah, I didn't include those sorts of things, though, again... Um, maybe I was just in a really good mood the day that I saw, I believe it's Houseful 3, but um, Abhishek Bhattran running around trying to save the wax statue of Ashwarya Rai from falling over all the time was very funny. I mean, if you weren't in a good mood before you watched Houseful 3, you were probably in a great mood afterwards. It was uh, a, a nice time and had lots of laughs. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, there's a reason why we haven't done the Houseful series on this podcast yet. Uh, we need never, a really like never. depressing month that we need to cheer ourselves up. <laughs> uh, so we have seven films of which, uh, Matt, you and I have seen the last four. Uh, so the films are Dai Akshar Premke from 2000, Kuchna Kaho from uh, 2003, Amrao Jan from uh, 2006. I couldn't find any of those available to watch with quality subtitles. I know you've seen some of them. I've seen all, I've seen, I think, I, I guess I've seen all the movies they've been in together. Oh, wow. And then we have Doom 2 from 2006, which is supposedly the film that they fell in love on, uh, which is interesting because they are not, like, they are not a Jody in that film. They're not a couple in that film. But it could be like behind the scenes. Though. Yeah, well, they're not even that many scenes together. Like, like she's off with Ruth Groshan, and Abhishek Bachchan is off with Uday Chopra. And Bipashavasu. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and Bipashavasu. The but... real Jody. Yeah. <laughs> Uday Chopra and uh, Abhishek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and then they have Guru, which we're going to discuss, came out in 2007. Uh, Sarkar Raj, which also features Amitabh Bachchan. Right, yeah. I remember almost nothing of that movie. <laughs> I remember the first It's the one. Godfather part two. Yeah, I remember the first one pretty well, but Sarkar Raj, there's like, they're trying to get a dam built or something. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, and Ravan, another film with Manny Ratnam, which I would that have... That might be my favorite of these, actually. I, I really love Ravan. I would have thought, like, that's the film that I would have seen the trailer of and then seen the film and been like, oh, I'm worried about this couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that is a very fraught relationship in, in that film. Uh, and they're incredible in it. Yeah. And the places that they have to go to in that film, knowing that they are a married couple, like, I just, I can't imagine. It's another wet movie. Guru's pretty wet. Yes. Manny, what, Manny Ratnam yeah. likes rain. <laughs> we, we established that Manny Ratnam's a, a, a wet boy. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, Manny, what, how do you feel about kind of these, these seven films, their on-screen chemistry, this iconic pairing, which kind of midway through starring in films together, they fell in love in real life? I mean, it's so it's so unfortunate that you couldn't see at least the first two movies together mm-hmm. because, like, those are what I would say like classic kind of Bollywood romance. And um, mm-hmm. I would encourage you to at least watch the like the musical numbers because, I mean, you can just see there's like a, a chemistry there that, I mean, I I know they're actors and you know they both have had great chemistry with other actors, but. I just, it feels more real. Like mm. the way, like sometimes you can see Abhishek Bachchan look at Ashwarya Rai and you can just see this man fall in love in real life. Mm-hmm. And like, it's so sweet. Um, and I feel that way in Guru as well. Um, definitely Kuchnakaho and Dayaksha Bremke. And, the, you know, I think they're like, um, just like, because she's a little older, she's also more established by the time he, I mean, she only started acting maybe like a couple of years before he did, but she's already this like world famous, you know, superstar and had already been in like, I think, um, you know, she'd already been in Hamdul Dejikesanam, you know, when he's, you know, making movies and stuff. So already like, you know, she's like more established. So there's just like this like dynamic between them. And I really feel that their chemistry is just like, unlike anything else that they do with other actors, even actors that I really like, like, you know, mm-hmm. when he's with Rani Mukherjee, also electric, and when she's with, you know, Shah Rukh Khan or something, like, it works. But the, the two of them, it just feels, I think their chemistry feels more real than anyone of their generation who's like a married couple in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just looked it up and she actually is older than him. That's uh, surprising. I think she must be at least five or six years. I don't have the exact number. She is uh, 48 and he is 46. Okay, it's only two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess because like he also started off as like baby budget. So we just mm-hmm. like infantilized him a little bit when he first started because it was like, oh, he's trying so hard to be his dad. So for some reason, I felt their age difference was much larger than that, which I mean, not that it matters, but. Well, they make a note already... of it in the film too, like when he's going to his buddy's house to marry her. It's like, oh, she's a couple years older. And I thought that was yeah, interesting. Yeah. Like, it's, I guess, in most cultures, usually the uh, the male half, if you know, when it's a when it's a man and a woman getting married, it's often the man is a little bit older. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like 
taken for granted a lot of the time, I think, especially back in the day, like it was often a younger woman getting married off. So they, they felt the need to kind of lampshade that. And I didn't really know why. Hmm. Maybe yeah. because again, just because in, in real in life, real they life. Are. yeah, possibly. I don't know. Yeah. I was um, just wondering about that. We talked but, a bit about yeah. the ego that can kind of, you know, the star is born thing that yeah. can kind of exist in um, how we speculate about um famous famous couples uh and what i find interesting is that i really don't see from what i see on screen and what i see in interviews i don't see ego with ashroya ryan abhishek bakchan like i know he's from you know obviously one of the most famous couples you know uh in bollywood he is Amitabh Bachchan, Ajaya Bachchan's son. And so he's always going to have both his mother and father, their fame kind of looming over him. And then he marries the most famous woman in Bollywood, yeah. who's also known internationally. And again, at least what would I see as, you know, some as as a lover of film and, you know, and, and someone interested in star personas, he doesn't really have an ego. Yeah, he's which I really admire. Pretty often, he's yeah. always willing to make fun of himself. Again, I don't know why I keep coming back to that performance in Houseful. Well, I was thinking Happy New Year. Um, Happy New Year, year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Happy New Year. But I come back to the performance in Houseful just because it's so funny. And no, I, I, I take it neither of you have seen this you film. Because why would you watch, you watch it? it? <laughs> no, don't to. watch it. The, it's just cute how like, like there's a scene of Madame Tussauds and there's like a wax figure of yeah. Ashwarya Rai and just like the way he keeps like stopping her from falling over mm-hmm. i it's, think like it's just a throwaway joke but i like it you know him having the parents who are i mean because Jan Bachchan, not only was she you know famous in bollywood but she was also like famous in bengali movies too mm-hmm. like she was working with satyajit rai and hirshikesh Mukherjee. um so she's also you know we kind of i i feel like we bollywood fans i well i won't speak for you but i feel like definitely i kind of forget that like she has a whole other legacy yeah but he's as the sign of these like two titans i think he has to, to you know poke a little fun of himself every now yeah. and then because like yeah. there's i think he tried to like be his dad and it wasn't working for him so he's like instead of just trying to like emulate my father and like not only do poorly at it but then also get made fun of it I should just like make fun of myself all the time. Mm-hmm. And it like wasn't really until like Bunchier Bubbly and and the first Doom when he figured out that like formula and he like got it right. And then, you know, I think like the 2004 to 2007 period is like his like, you know, one of his best periods up until this like new comedy period with Happy New Year and apparently Houseful. So um, I think that he's the second like, golden age. Yeah, it's like, not good. <laughs> it's not good, but I do love comedic. Abhishek Bhakchan. Well, yeah, if your parents are two of the most famous people in the world and you marry, uh, again, the most beautiful woman in the world and at the time one of the most famous women in the world, like you either are going to be the most egotistical monster who ever lived or potentially slightly humble about it. Yeah. I also yeah. want to give it a shout out to um, MovieWalla. They have a whole episode about Jaya Bachchan okay. uh, and her her career and her star power. Uh, so if if you're interested in more about Jaya Bachchan, they they have an episode. We'll we'll put it in the show notes. Um, we've never done an episode devoted to Jaya Bachchan. We should at some point. Didn't her and Amitabh also like he had a pretty spectacular failed run in politics, but she's also like a sitting in yeah. or something, right? Yeah, so, she yeah. succeeded in politics where he did not. Yeah, so like again, 
<laughs> you know, children of political figures often get kind of a swell head about it, but also like fashion, uh, rich people. Are you acting. thinking of Ben Mulrooney? No, I'm just thinking like there's so many arenas in which his parents have dominated and his wife have dominated. That, that was a deep Canadian joke. Yeah, Ben Mulrooney. <laughs> uh, I laughed politely, but I have no idea who that is. Anyways, back to what we were talking about. I think yeah. like um, it, it's also interesting because like. I think Ashwari Arai is just, like, one of those figures. I mean, granted, she's my favorite actress, like, Mm -hmm. my favorite movie star, like, my favorite everything. So take what I say with a grain of salt. because Slightly biased, yes. Slightly biased. (laughs) But, like, I think she just has this, like, alluring aura to her where it's, Mm -hmm. like, you just have to, like, I don't know, like, bow down to her. Like, she, it's, like, she has that, like, Beyonce quality, which is, like, you just Mm -hmm. have to be impressed by her because, like, just the way she carries herself, the level of success she's had, the, like... You know, I mean, I like I love Ashwini Rai as an actress. I mean, I think definitely she works well with directors who know how to use her, like Mani Ratham or Banzali or you know Ritha Barnum Ghosh. You know, I think she she's not a great actor with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know sometimes when, especially early in her career, she was often too much the like the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as she got older and you know more directors started taking more chances on her, she did, she's done really well. So I think she's just so she's so impressive that like I think I can't imagine a scenario where Abhishek Bachchan is like I need to I'm gonna have an ego around a shorty ride. Like how do you even like yeah like how does that even make sense? It doesn't make sense. Like you can't mm-hmm. have one around her because she's so humbling because she's so you know amazing and all powerful. What's your favorite Ashwarya performance? Uh, oh gosh, probably Dave Das. I mean, Dave Das is like you know a f- defining movie for me uh, yeah. in many ways. Uh, but yeah, Dave Das for sure. I mean, I love her in Guzadish. I love. I was her just in, thinking about Guzadish. Yeah. Um, and Guru and and Robin as well. Um, I feel like I need to rewatch Robin. It's been forever. Um, I would like to I'm, see her in more of these uh, sort of uh, Helena Bonham Carter roles like Guzarish. Like that, she looks great as a goth, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I think she could easily move into another, like a goth period. And, uh, you know, that would be amazing. I would just love to see. It. I was yeah. complaining to Matt that while I feel like we've had a lot of Abhishek Bachchan lately with like The Big Bull and Bob Biswas, both films were, I feel like, he has to wear a lot of like what Matt calls loaf, yeah. a lot of like just a lot of stuff on his face to make yeah, him look yeah. kind of bigger and puffier than he yeah. is, which he also does here in Guru, but I think to better effect. Um, and well, Guru again, is like, like a light story, so it feels exactly. more organic rather than just like trying to like play a character. Hey, I'm Bob Biswas now. I'm going to do yeah. Bob Biswas stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't like I really like Abby Abby Shakespeare. And I'm always reading for him, but I just, I, lately, I think the comedy stuff works better for me than, than what we've kind of seen with yeah. these past couple films. And also with Ludo. That was just overrated, I think. People were yeah. really hyped up for that one. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been a long time since we saw Ashwarya Rai. Yeah. Uh, the last film was uh, Fanny Khan, which I kind of like. It's, it's a shaggy movie. It doesn't completely work, but... Uh, the whole, like, her whole plot is about how Rajkumar Rao just, like, falls in love with her. So you're just like, yeah, yeah okay, that clocks. <laughs> and then Jasper uh, would have yeah. been before that. And Jasper was before that. I like Jasper. But she is, I looked up kind of what she had on the horizon, and it's like a big two-part epic, South Indian epic with Manny Ratnam. So oh, okay. into that. Sounds good. <laughs> that, that'll, be, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wish she would work more. Um, I, you know, her, I'm 
ever curious about, you know, how her in-laws reacted to Edila Mushkil? Because that is a mm-hmm. very sexy role. I mean, Great even sexier than anyone can imagine. Um, yeah. And she's, I mean, she's brilliant in the movie, but like, it's just, it's, you know, I remember seeing those like early ads for that, be like, wow, and Shreya Rai is doing that is, it's like, so mm-hmm. it's just cool. I mean, she's, she, yeah, she's great in that movie. Um, and like, but yeah, I want to see them on screen together because like I said with um, Ranveer Singh and Deepika Padukone is that I think that movies are all different, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. their chemistry. I mean, you mentioned, I mean, just Ravan and Guru to, uh, alone are both vastly different kinds of chemistry and kind of cool variations on this like megawatt, you know, star couple that could like never have, they never have to do interesting movies ever again. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that fact that they choose to do it and they're constantly challenging each other in these movies is very, it's, it's exciting. A Dale Heimushka, one of two movies that, one of the two best performances of a poet in a movie. <laughs> Usually I do poets love are telling people about her performance in that And film. her character is just so like, in, like, in charge impossible though like yeah, yeah. she's super rich as it's a poet the she lives in Turkey. <laughs> yeah this has never happened uh the other good one is patterson by the way that's yeah. the other good movie about a poet yeah yeah i have a lot of issues with adel heimischel but none of them are with us as soon as they get to turkey trip. or wherever she lives austria uh, she's in vienna yeah. yeah yeah as soon as they get there it's like oh this movie's good and then he leaves, and then whole movie gets screwed up again. Yeah, I, I have issues with the Adolf Munch but n- I, none of them are with the Ashwarya Rise section. That's yeah, that's the best fantastic. part of the movie. Well, it's also um, like, just yeah. stay there, you moron. But um, going back to what you were saying, Manisha, about how all of these, these films and these performances are so different, even though I've only we've only seen half of them, mm-hmm. um, based on what I understand about the, the three we haven't seen and then looking at the ones we have, you're right. Like, they're just, they're all so different. Yeah. And, you know, here, like, it's so interesting to contrast. If we hadn't already done Ravan, we, we would have discussed it for this, this episode. But it's so interesting to cast, to contrast what we see with Guru with what we have in Ravan. Because yeah. it's just like in Guru, which we're about to get to, you have this relationship that you watch blossom, you watch evolve, you watch it go from a place of kind of one of them using the other one and and kind of one of them being very emotional, emotionally fragile to kind of developing this strength together and this companionship and this, um, you know, by by the end, she's his rock. And then in yeah. Ravan, they're like, they're at complete odds with one such another. Such a physical performance. It's such too, a physical performance. Around, they're, so, yeah. they're so intense and they're so angry He's and just they're a so beast. electric. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I have said that I love Abhishek Bakchan's com- comedic performances, but I also love him in Ravan. Yeah, and, and this is like villainous, kind of edgy performance. Yeah. I guess the way that she's shown to us at the beginning of Guru, like this village girl, you know, swims around on her boat and stuff, like that actually is sort of what she's like in Ravan at the beginning, too. Yeah. Like she's just it, portrayed as this innocent, but we see two vastly different paths that uh, that sort of character can go around. Yeah. All right. I think I think we should get into our review of Guru. We've touched on some stuff already. So Guru came out in 2007, directed by Manny Ratnam, uh, who I was, I, I will say, like, I think this is my least favorite Manny Ratnam film I've seen, which is not to say that I didn't like it. Um, but just I've liked the other ones so much more. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I also realized I actually 
haven't seen that much of his filmography. Did he do like 75 movies? It, like it's not quite that many, but he's done a lot of seven lot, Indian films yeah. I haven't seen. Yeah. yeah. And I've only seen the Hindi films. And it's, I mean, it's so hard to compare to Dilse, which is the first Bollywood yeah. film I ever saw. Like and- I mean, Dilse is like <laughs> it's a towering movie. Like yeah. I think it's among the best movies ever made from any country of any era. <laughs> exactly. And so it's just like it's it is hard for a film to to compare to that and to just yeah. kind of compare to that initial reaction of of seeing Shah Khan dance on that train. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, there are some movie memories that stick in your mind forever and that one has never left me. Another yeah. wet movie. Another very, very, very wet, wet film. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Guru stars Abhishek Bakchan and Ashwarya Rai, as we've said, uh, Mithran Chakraborty, Armadavan, and Vidya Balan. Killer cast. Yeah, it's a great cast. Uh, it came out two days before Abhishek Bakchan and Ashwarya Rai announced their engagement. I have to assume that helps the box office. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Like, that's that's such a power play. We you can released... only do that once or twice in your life, too. So. Yeah, we released <laughs> that, like, this new epic film with Manny Rotnam, and then two days later, surprise, we're getting married. Like, people are going to flock to the theater to see that chemistry. Yeah, yeah. They want to see that. They want to be a part of it. It was rumored to be a biopic of the industrial tycoon Dhirubhai Ambani, but Manny Ratnam has said it's not, so we should probably listen to Manny Ratnam. But the Ambani's, like, that's, that's like one of the premier rich guys, like them and the Tatas, right? I think that those are... If he didn't want to get sued into like oblivion, he probably would need to distance himself from that name. Cause like, yeah, that's the Ambani's, I believe, are the ones you hear like, oh, they had Shah Khan go to the wedding, mm-hmm. like perform. They're just like ultra wealthy. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about wealthy people in India, so I'm not too sure. I just remember <laughs> seeing videos of just like, oh, the, the, um, there was an Ambani wedding. And I remember there being the that big wedding. Yeah. I just don't remember whose wedding it was. I think Hillary Clinton was there. I just don't remember who's what. Yeah, it yeah. It was like all like they like hired like Shahrukh Khan to perform, and you're like, yeah. well, that's super wealthy. Yeah, yeah, it's basically like a succession wedding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the film was a big hit at the box office and with critics, which I think is unsurprising. Uh, and it was nominated for 14 Filmfare Awards, winning Best Production Design, Best Music Director, and Background Score for A.R. Rahman, Best Female Playback Singer, and Best Choreography. I really like the credits in this movie, the opening credits, because it mm. looks like they printed a book and then sort of did stop motion photography. Really like that. Okay. Do you yeah. want to tell us the plot of the film quickly? Sure. So Abhishek Bachchan plays uh, Guru Bai, um, who is uh, a industrialist who basically is like in the textile industry, but he moves from textiles to synthetics. So like um, polyester. polyester is his big thing. And at the beginning of the movie, we see him at a uh, kind of empty stadium about to do something. We're not entirely sure. But we see his life from the early 1950s all the way till the 80s till some point in the future. Um, In the 50s, he's in a small village and he actually flunks out of school and it's embarrassing for his dad because he's like the the school teacher, the math teacher, I guess, Mm -hmm. the headmaster, he keeps calling him. And that is... Uh, and it, it, that guy's wife is his mother-in-law, so I think his mom's dead, presumably. But he does not really spend a lot of time with this family. He goes to Turkey and uh, gets involved in like the spice trade, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. And we see like a belly dance number. Yeah, fun. you don't see a lot of uh, Bollywood movies with uh, scenes in Turkey, so that was kind of new. 
I like that. I can think of maybe one or two other ones, kind of spy ones. You occasionally get Turkish stuff. But he comes back. He uh, he gets tired of working for white people at uh, Shell. And he says, well, I've seen petrochemicals. I could do something like that. So he breaks his way into the textile industry, first by um, essentially working around um, the sort of rules around uh, stock trading, manipulation, basically, because he goes to, like, the market for... Uh, textiles mm-hmm. and tries to bust his way in there there's a rich guy who stands in the way and he gets into that and then he starts doing polyester and then he eventually goes back to the village big, builds a big factory and uh, along the way he meets Ashwari Rai uh, she is actually running away from home uh, she, she's had her heart broken by some guy named Patel she was going to elope and then he abandons her. Yeah. Who by, would abandon by letter. She she gets abandoned by letter. What a coward. Abandoned her to her face. It's almost as bad as getting broken up with on a post-it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, she runs into him on the train. He's actually on his way back from Turkey. Mm-hmm. And that's where they meet. And uh, she, she is related to one of uh, Gurubai's buddies. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, She's apparently a problem because she elopes. Like, we got to marry this girl off. He doesn't actually know it's going to be her, though. Yeah, she has a very big dowry. Yeah, he just knows I need 25 grand to start my business. Business, business, business. Um, And uh, I'm going to marry whoever it is. I don't care. But eventually they get married and they actually like each other. And kind of the subplot of the whole movie is the way their relationship develops over the course of 30, 40 odd years. So, um, yeah, it's interesting to me. I keep thinking about Western movies. I shouldn't, but you don't often see like a, a made up business tycoon in a movie. You um, see a lot of real people um, like Steve Jobs or something. Citizen Kane. Sure. Citizen Kane. Yes. But so sorry to burst that bubble, but like <laughs> I, it's interesting to me to see kind of like a lionization of capital in such a way. I don't think you see that these days anymore, unless it's a real person mm-hmm. like Steve Jobs, for instance, or if they ever make a, elon musk movie or something i hope they don't but like um i f- i found that really interesting i also found it interesting now i don't understand the indian economic system that well but as i understand it at the time it was a command economy so very socialist and a lot of the rules he's coming up against are put in place by the government so like he can his factory is only rated to do so much polyester he can only hire so many people and he gets in trouble with Armadavan that way. Armadavan is a uh, newspaper reporter who's trying to take him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, oh, Mithun Chakraborty is the guy who runs the newspaper, and he helps him in early to get into the, the uh, textile business. And uh, Mithun's uh, granddaughter is Vidya Balan. That who, whole subplot feels like um, that Anil Kapoor film. What's it Michelle. called? Michelle. Yeah, the, uh, oh, the Chopra yeah, movie. Yeah. 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 Um, so he's like a crusading newspaper guy and his granddaughter has multiple sclerosis and uh, she eventually hooks up with our event. That's that's kind of a nice subplot too. I mean, there's a lot going on in this movie. Okay, so in Agnipath, Mithun Chakraborty is like the comedic sidekick, but I actually think he's great in this movie as a as a crusading newspaper reporter. Him and Abhishek Bachchan have a really interesting chemistry where they're kind of at war with each other for most of the movie, but they're still like celebrating each other's children getting born, but there's a lot of tension. It's like super interesting relationship. But there is a lot going on in this film, but I think ultimately what propels it is, is that watching that romance develop between 
these two characters played by Abhishek Bachchan and Ray Rai. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's such a, it's such an interesting relationship, as I was saying earlier, because it starts from kind of a, from this very capitalist place mm-hmm. where, you know, She's literally being he, bought for capital. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he ma- agrees to marry her for her dowry, and he's not even going to take her to Bombay with him yeah, until, until she kind of, at, like, on the train station platform with, like, the way that Ashwaya Rai can tear up her eyes yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Like, just, she, I don't know how she does it, but she can go to a place where she makes her eyes glassy, filled with tears, and just, like, red and it is heartbreaking to look at her face yeah and and you just believe that like the like everything is falling apart and you have to help this woman <laughs> well it, it, no it's kind of it's kind of like hopeful at that part because she's like yeah well but exactly he's just like but how could you leave behind a woman yeah, exactly with eyes like that she's like well i could go too I, there's nothing for me here might as well take me too and like okay let's do it and the romance when she says you know like can you buy me four saris? I'll sit on your lap. Like, it doesn't needs, matter yeah. if we have a ticket. Uh, yeah. And so I think like ultimately, like it's a, this is an interesting film with a lot of things going on, but that the way that I think it kind of checks in over time because it is, you know, a fake biopic, but the way it checks in over time with that relationship and you watch it grow and develop is very satisfying and also feels very true to life. And then they remake it 14 years later with the big bull and it's kind of shitty. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Like, I I like the movie a lot, but for me, I kind of lose track of it when it gets too, like, businessy because I'm mm-hmm. not into tycoon biopics or fake biopics. Um, but... Uh, unless they're Citizen Kane. Unless it's Citizen Kane <laughs> or... Um, I mean, I do think it's interesting. I mean, you guys just talked about the Farhan Akhtar movie, which is, like a fake biopic. Oh, right? too fun, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that's kind of interesting because we don't actually don't see that that often. I mean, you guys are correct. But so to me, the like, the buy-in for Guru is there, is this marriage. I think it's a, mm-hmm. like, deceptively a good marriage movie. Um, and I agree, I love the development of the relationship. I mean, because like, you know, I know arranged marriages can be, or like kind of these like Indian marriages can be a little fraught in terms of like, social politics because it's people it's like is there issues of consent come up issues of you know all that a lot of issues come up but Mm -hmm. i think that like sometimes the movie can really show a a marriage like this really blossom into a really like strong foundational marriage and um a relationship and i I think guru is like a really great beautiful example of that because like i think because you have this natural chemistry you know there was a different actress in in the role i don't know if it'd be as successful but i think because of shorty and abhishek have this like this chemistry where i mean it's like i said earlier like i feel like he's so in love with her every time mm-hmm. they're on screen together that it sells a lot of this and she her like um like that scene on the platform is such a i think that's like one of the most romantic scenes in the movie mm-hmm. if not you know if not if not of their whole career because um it's like of course you'd be so dumbfounded that you don't even know how to respond and she's just like being very like pragmatic i think it's so cute and um it's just like this the, their dynamic has this like push and pull with it where it's like he's so like 
starry-eyed for her. She's kind of like, okay, let's get to it, you mm-hmm. know? And it's it's really cute. And I I like to think they have the kind of dynamic in real life. And like from what I've seen in interviews, I think they kind of do, or at least that's how it comes across. Like their social media interactions are very cute because like they're both like parents who don't know how to use Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's quite lovely. Um, but it's, um, yeah, I think that they just like, I think their like their real life chemistry really like really elevates this into a really like amazing movie about like marriage and compromise and kind of like how to develop a romance out of a kind of tricky situation that isn't ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get the sense that if she hadn't gone with him on the train, he would have just failed. Like he wouldn't have had the yeah uh, yeah he wouldn't have the guts to keep going. He would have been back at the village eventually. But since she's there and can help him out and, you know, provides moral support, even though he apparently does a ton of illegal things, um, <laughs> but like she's still there to help him out all the time and kind of buck him up, buck up his spirits. It, that's the only way it would have worked. She also stands by him, which I think is really important. And she so, literally becomes his voice. She literally, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she literally yeah. becomes his voice. And I think, yeah. again, like the way that the film tracks this relationship from kind of like, their like cute interactions in the kitchen uh cute interaction on the train they're kind of they're kind of doing stuff as soon as they meet each other mm-hmm. but i love the way that like he's holding that newspaper over her yeah, face when she's like she's trying, trying to cook, cook yeah. when you see them in the kitchen um to kind of the eventual like reveal where she does find out why he married her and then them kind of like moving past that again like you it feels like an honest relationship that a progresses. lot of real life relationships have been built on a lot less. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that that scene when she finds out is crushing because mm-hmm. she's already. I think they're already kind of developing this love story between them, and that's just a, you know, it's just a, it's a blow. But then, like, they, he works hard to bring her back. You know, mm-hmm. it's not this like easy thing of like come back because you're my wife. Like he really works at it and kind of keeps her in this like pedestal thing, which I think, again, is how I feel they're like in real life, which is mm-hmm. like, you're my wife and I follow my wife wherever she goes, even if I'm the quote unquote, you know, breadwinner or whatever. It's like, she's the the motivator. She's the rock. She's the, you know, she, you know, is the, the like the driving force of this relationship. She actually owns the company, spoiler alert, yeah. I guess. But. Yeah. And I think you also need an actress with an, with gravitas like Ashwarya Rai has. Yeah. Because I think in a lot of other films, a lot of other Bollywood films that we see that attempt to do this sort of thing, uh, the the actress who plays the love interest is often like second fiddle to the actor that the film is about. Who even is and the wife in the big bowl? Almost exactly I, the I same story, remember. no clue. I don't like, remember. Also like decades younger. And yeah. so yeah. that doesn't have the like you know, experience of being in a relationship or experience as an actress, you know, I mean, yeah. they all have potential, but like, you know, I mean, even in, even in movies that are like, not like, um, Bharat, I think like, you know, Katrina Kaif is amazing in that movie, but like the first girl in that movie, it's like, she's like some like 19 year old has no idea. So it's like, there's no like substance to the relationship because mm-hmm. like, she's just there to be, you know, beautiful. But then you bring in Katrina Kaif and like, she's someone that actually has some like, gravitas and has some like personality some depth and it's like okay this voice should make sense just like i think in this movie is very similar which is like 
you have a shorty rye who actually like brings some like meat to the bone, mm-hmm. or, you know. And the the characters are often so thinly written yeah. that you know, like so, you know, you really can't blame the actresses again for both being often, you know, like new to acting, but also like they're not given anything to work with. Yeah, I don't mean to blame them. I'm saying that. <laughs> no, like, I don't think you are. The, we had a whole award about this, yeah, right? <laughs> Very important award. Yeah. <laughs> An important and necessary, but often, you know, it's too bad that we have to give that award out every yeah. year. Yeah. And so I think one thing that elevates this film above other films that we see in this space, like The Big Bull, like Tufan, you know, two recent examples, is just the way that Manny Ratnam uh, doesn't just kind of focus on his central figure. He really fills out, like, both his wife, but also... You know the 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 antagonists in Armadavan and 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 Mithun Chakraborty and 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 everything with Vidya Balan. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just like there's there's a lot going on here, and you don't just feel like you're watching one man's rise and fall. Mm-hmm. I also want to say I think this is the most Abhishek Bachchan has been able to um, channel his father. Yeah. When yeah. it gets to it's some the, of those speeches, the best time he's ever had of it. Yeah. When yeah. he gets to some of those speeches. And because we've been, you know, trying to kind of fill in all these decades of Amitabh Bachchan, I was like, oh, oh, these are like speeches from like Inkalab. Like, I I don't think I've ever seen that in Abhishek Bachchan before Mm -hmm. or seen it so effectively. It's it's one of his best performances. And I, again, I usually prefer his comedic performances. This is one of, this and Ravan are my favorite dramatic performances from him. I mean, it's Mani Ratna. I mean, he's, yeah. this is like, he's <laughs> one of the best ever. And, um, you know, it's so, I mean, cause he also gets career best performances from Ashwari Rai, who's, mm-hmm. I frankly, I don't think a very easy actress to work with because she's so, I mean, I'm not saying she's difficult on set. I mean that like directors just don't know how to use her because yeah. she's so, graceful and beautiful and but she's also like I think she's someone who like studies acting and like wants to like learn and like you know I think she gets along so well with these like you know very specific filmmakers like Mani Ratan and Bansali who like are very you know tyrannical on set I think or mm-hmm. I've heard um, she gets along with them because I think they're like let me mold you and she's like mm-hmm. okay great let's do it and she's she's there like she reminds me of like Nicole Kidman in that way which is mm-hmm. like she just like wants to like give herself over but then like she can't give herself over to these roles where she's just like standing around you know being yeah. pretty that's so a like very good her. comparison do you think she's really method then I don't know about method I think she's just like I mean, I don't know her. So this is all my projection. <laughs> I well, met if, her. If you I were like the her. most beautiful woman and like super rich and famous, like to play anyone who isn't you, you would have to actually step out, out of yourself entirely. Yeah, Because exactly. otherwise you would be yeah. bringing your own baggage along. But just like, I mean, also like reminds me of like Katrina Kaif too, which is like, I think these actresses, like, I think they just like want to like really get into it and really like work and like study and like, do challenging roles. Um, and that's why, like, Ashwari Raya, when she does something like Guru or Ravan or Devdas or, you know, Choker Bali or um, uh, Raincoat, you know, any of these, like, or Jazba, I think, is another one where I think she really throws herself into it. Um, I think, I mean, Jazba, I, that's, I, I love the movie, but I know it's, <laughs> I don't, not everyone loves it, but... You oh, it's know, good. I, I like Chespa. I, I love okay. to see a shorty arise, scream, and cry for two hours. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what she's best at sometimes. I so. like seeing Darkish Farth. Yeah, exactly. 
That's like athletic gothish for you. Yes, she's yeah. an athletic goth in this. Film. Yeah, yeah. There's a, um, oh no, there's totally yeah. a word for athletic goths. What's it? Is it like goth jocks? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Oh, there is one. Yeah, yeah. I'll think about Dark it. Jocks, but... maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like an actual like set like. Maybe it's jock with an umlaut. Yeah, I don't know, but there is <laughs> there's an actual like sub. Uh, yeah in the way that like we have cottagecore dark academia i know it's like a sub genre of like i don't know millennial fashion or (laughs) somewhere i've heard of i've heard it come up before i'm gonna find it that is too good we gotta use uh often i would say often a lot of my favorite actors and actresses fall into that cat into this category of kind of um they need to be with someone who knows how to use them yeah yeah and and yeah i, I think i think that's very true with our i certainly true with katrina Kaif, true with like people i love like keanu reeves right um right. and i agree with you about ashra the comparisons between ashra Rai and nicole kidman because i adore nicole kidman um but she has been miscast in so many movies and given some perplexing performances even though we all know what she's capable of <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um and uh, I think that it's, um, I think it's just so, it's so, it's so fascinating to me because like, I would love to see what Ashwari Rai can, like, I remember like back when Big Little Lies was coming out, I've kept fan casting Ashwari Rai mm-hmm. in the Nicole Kidman role. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. that's something I want to see her to like, go like to like that really dark place. Not that I would wish that character, I mean, it's a very challenging character to play, but I was like, I want to see Ashwari Rai do that kind of thing. And I think she's at the point in her career where like, she could like pull it off because like, you yeah. know, she's in her forties, she's almost in her fifties. And um, I, I, th- I think it'd be really interesting to, to see that. And um, have you seen Provoked, which came yeah, out? Yeah, so Provoked, I think, would be like, that's like a really great example. Mm-hmm. Um, but even on the other side of it, like, you know, a Shorty Rai in a Karan Johar movie, I think he also knows how to use her and yeah. how to like play it like that glamour, but in a way that's like with substance and with sex- sensuality and sexuality and like, you know, of course you would be like the dream girl of some like, you know, boy in Vienna, you know, like mm-hmm. who wouldn't, you know? So um, it's just, I, I think, you know, I would love to see her in a, another Gunnar Johar movie as well, because I mm-hmm. think that like, he also would know how to like, you know, use her because I mean, he's a great movie star director. I mean, it's like one of his many talents. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. That's, I was trying to imagine exactly her in like a Sri Devi English of English type scenario. And I don't think it would actually work. I mean, never say never. I, I She feels so cosmopolitan. <laughs> That's fair. Right? I mean, I, I would like to see her in all kinds of roles and all kinds of performances. But again, like I think sometimes, sometimes when I hear people talk about movies and actors and actresses, I think they forget about um, the role of, that the director has in molding performances and and also kind of the coll- the collaboration that happens on on set of a film and so you know again I, I i like manisha's point about kind of the directors that have figured out how to use how to use her best she and- i can see her evolving into a sort of michelle yo types career <laughs> sure no but like that sort of imperious <laughs> and sort of like ethereal nature could be used for uh, being from the mirror universe in Star Trek or something like that. Sure. I mean, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Bollywood version. Would be that would be amazing. Or, <laughs> honestly, it would be crazy rotations. Like, maybe in like 10 years, she can be like, you know, the kind of cool mom. 
and 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 that because like I mean Michelle Yeoh I think is like a lead of that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like oh, she could play definitely. that kind of role where it's like you know something kind of like meteor. Um. Yeah, I think that would be really, really great. Yeah. But getting back to Guru, uh, some of the song sequences and and just images of Ashwarya Rai in this film are some of my favorite I've ever seen. Yeah. That shot. She looks like she's having such a good time when she's dancing. Yes. Okay. So, so I guess her first, her introduction when she's dancing on screen in the rain. Oh my God. <laughs> just, oh my God. The like delight on her face, the excitement and just like the way the Manny Ratnam shoots it. Like it's just, it's incredible. She has to portray most of and the then, aging via emotion as well too because like she gets a little bit of gray by the end but for the most part she is not styled to look yeah her age, like, given, like an old person suit or something mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah they're not going to do that to her but they'll definitely put a lot of loaf on butch on and yeah. <laughs> and then the playfulness uh when abhishek bakjan kind of uh he's not meeting her for the first time but he thinks he's meeting her for the first time and he goes to her place and she's on one of those swing chairs mm-hmm. uh and just kind of like if you're here to like arrange a marriage go somewhere else and just yeah, kind of like broker? get out of here the, the playfulness there to then you know again like where the film goes with i love how he makes her hold the bike like <laughs> i'm gonna go talk to your dad hold my bike <laughs> where the film goes which is kind of like you know it takes her through you know all of these different decades of this woman's life mm-hmm. and you really see this character develop. And then at the end, you know, yeah, they don't put a lot of loaf on her, but just like you feel that process of like aging yeah, and she has yeah. to do it all emotionally. Like it's just, it, she's fantastic in this. And that really, and again, that relationship between the two of them, the way it tracks throughout the film. Right behind, before he has his stroke. I think that's probably the best scene really where they're yeah. just remembering all the stuff that happened in this house and they lost all their money so they had to move back into this relatively smaller place yeah and yeah. Then, then he keels over but uh just the way that they're talking about this whole thing is really nice uh do we want to say anything about many ratnam's direction because it's very impressive I there's, lo- there's I one shot early cam. on that you were just like amazing yeah i love a handheld camera um the shot that? when it when it goes from the the young actor playing guru to Abhishek Bakshan. Oh yeah, yeah at the yeah, spice yeah. market. And then like that, that guy just like steps away and then Abhishek's in. Yeah. But it's just a ton of like really clever, like on screen stuff. I can't imagine this was using a lot of special effects. It's mostly like, what's the best way we could perform this like in situ? Like yeah. how do we move the camera around to generate uh, interest and stuff? Yeah, oh, I think fantastic. the way Manny Ratnam cameras the way his camera moves throughout kind of the the environment and just like reveals things of the actors there was and a, the performances th- is really is really I well think done. it's when he goes to her dad's house and the camera starts looking down the stairwell as he's walking up and then just kind of yerks backwards. Yeah. Like you could have done it, you just could have just cut that, or you could have been many random and done it more interestingly. He has a very dynamic camera. Yeah, I mean, like, I definitely don't like movies like this, especially, you know, a supportive wife kind of movie. I'm just like, mm. it's just not interesting to me. But I think, you know, this is one of the best, I think this is like one of the best ones I've seen. And one that I, I mean, I've watched this movie a lot, actually. I feel like around Ashwadi Rai's birthday, I'm kind of like, watch, watch, go to. I, I don't, it's, it's, I don't, I don't know why, but it just has that kind of like hold. And it's such an, I think, such a, I think because of their chemistry. But also, I think when wrote them, yeah, he's, he's such a, beautiful filmmaker and I think this movie has such a um 
such a like fascinating color palette because it's like very like mm-hmm. kind of brownish but like not in like an ugly way but just in like a very like feels very like Indian like very it's like very earthy. someone earthy yeah and but then when there's like pops of color um mm-hmm. like when she's wearing red or like in like in their dream sequences of the song some like there's just so much like color and vivacity to it um it has to contrast against the the really like cold blues of the factory mm-hmm. and yeah, also the yeah. newsroom all well, the 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 printing shop for the yeah. newspaper it has to contrast with you know really organic stuff and Rodham seems to be great at filming organic uh environs mm-hmm. do we have anything else to add before we wrap up pretty good i like it good movie <laughs> yeah yeah i think all i have to say is like um the video for Theta Bina, I just like loved. I think like I wish that I feel like that's them in real life. Like just mm. the way they look at each other. They have such like um uncle and aunt energy at like a family wedding. <laughs> yes. they're, like, he's like trying to like follow her dancing and she's like, I don't know. I've if you've ever been to an Indian wedding and there's like an uncle and aunt's dance, like um usually like the aunts know all the steps really well and the uncles are just following them. And that's the kind of energy they give. Um, yeah. they're trying to dance together. So they're yeah. just very cute. It's just cute. I mean like they're then as a couple I just like I don't ever want to know what's happening in their real life because like I just love to hear I just like love to know I just love to picture them as I picture them as this like cute couple with this like he's like a puppy he's like a puppy love and she's kind of like the pragmatic you know one the fantasy (laughs) is yeah the fantasy is very powerful for me exactly exactly and I I will say like I, I found this a surprisingly romantic film. I was a little worried that I was like, oh, this is going to be our Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. <laughs> but it is it is surprisingly it works, romantic. Yeah. It's it's very romantic, I think. Um, Not as romantic, like romantic as Miami Vice, like, but yeah. Yeah, it's romantic in a very, like, rounded way, you know? Yeah. It's not this, like, you know, chase her out at the airport kind of thing. It's just, like, people who just kind of like, grow to love each other as they mature and yeah. how they kind of rely on each other in many ways. And I think like that's, I often talk about wanting more, more portrayals of lasting love. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, as, as much as I love a film showing people falling in love. Um, Got a lot of those. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of meet cutes. There's a lot of, you know, finding the one. Um, but I always appreciate a film about lasting love and about what being in a relationship for a long time can be like and yeah, and yeah. and the way that develops because it's very different than when you first fall in love yeah and so that's something that i don't think we glorify in movies as much that i wish was glorified more yeah they should do the thin man there you go oh my perfect, god perfect idea ashraya rai and abhishek bachchan doing the thin man would be amazing. we've seen him drunk in a lot of movies abhishek actually i don't know if i've seen her tipsy in a film i don't know i don't um that I, would be fun I, though i i I've seen, i think in a first movie there's a scene where she gets drunk and does a little dance number in um switzerland where she's like of drunk course around. yeah of course yeah. everyone gets drunk in switzerland drunk and roll down a hill and you don't freeze to death it's great yeah. uh but well, yeah them as powell and powell and loy type story yeah that would, that would be would very work. that yeah. would work especially because of the way that like william powell worships Myrna loy in those films yeah. exactly yeah, yeah that yeah. worshipfulness yeah all right well we're wishing everyone a happy valentine's day Mm-hmm. Uh, spend it ho- hopefully you are able to spend it with your loved ones wear a mask if it's someone new <laughs> good point uh we will be back in two weeks but before before we go to our 
regular wrap up, Manish, where can people find you online, read your film criticism and listen to your podcasts? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Vertigay314. That's V-E-R-T-I-G-A-Y 314. Also, um, I write sometimes for Talk Film Society. Um, also, I host two podcasts with a Talk Film Society network. One is It You, which is my um, romance podcast featuring episodes with both Aaron and Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, so please check that out. Also, I co-host Queer Now with Dave Giannini, um, which is about queer cinema. And both of those are kind of on this like extended hiatus, but I think I come back with it pot to be you every now and then, whenever there's like a big mm-hmm. screen romance. Um, we, we, I recently did West Side Story and Licorice Pizza. Um, so those are both out there for you, plus the entire library is there. Um, yeah, there's so great are, stuff in that back catalog. Yes, like a discussion yeah. of Morocco. Yes, Morocco's there. Um, Aaron, you were on the episode of um, Pretty Woman, and Matt was there for uh, My Man Godfrey, both amazing episodes and movies. <laughs> so um, please check those out. And uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Well, you, we'll definitely have you back again. So yes, but only because yeah. you said such nice stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys are the power couple of oh, the podcasting world. So. It is, right. it is a very insular world that I will, <laughs> it's probably true. So we will be back in uh, two weeks. We're going to be doing another uh, Netflix and Dill. It's been a while. I forgot the name of the show we're doing. I have to look up the name so of the, the show. the very buzzy. We are watching Yeah, Kelly Kelly Unken. I feel like oh, it's yeah. buzzy. I hear things about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty buzzy, I think. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Well, you can follow us on Twitter at Bollywood Pod. I'm there too, at Matt, B-O-W-E-S. I'm at Erin Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a rating and a star, a star rating and a review. I can never get that right. Uh, on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, we have one to read out on air. We will read it out next next episode. It is the only way to mint your own personal biffle points. Yes, then you can get some biffle points. Uh, well, it was before NFTs. I'm saying that we did it first <laughs> and ours are good for the environment. Not at all related to NFTs. Anyways, uh, while you're doing that, you can listen to my other show that I do with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art in the Movies. We're currently doing another Ken Russell film, which was my idea. <laughs> uh, we're discussing Listomania and Amadeus. Uh, Matt and I need to go finish watching Amadeus so I can discuss that. Yeah, check us out on tumblr.com slash ballers for lovers, facebook.com slash ballers for lovers. And we want to thank Becca Dalkey for our artwork. As per usual, yeah. And happy Valentine's Day.